I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Show. I am Blake Harrison and joining me as ever is Stuart Hatton. How are you? You right? Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> you yeah. went a little French towards the end of Whiffin. Mm. Merci beaucoup. Mm. Well, you were speaking French before we pressed record, so I was, uh, yeah. very much. Uh, uh, I don't know where this Frenchness has come from. It's got absolutely nothing to do with today's episode no, or guest. Zero. So let's move on. Uh, we have got a special guest with us today, a long-time friend of the show, a guy that ha- hasn't been in the new studio yet. No. But we're glad to welcome in. It's uh, Scroobius Pip. Hello, guys. How's You're it right? going? It's lovely here. Thanks, Thanks mate. I know. I know. It's um, all right, isn't it? And obviously when we set it up, we was like, well, you live up the road yeah. and you're our pal. So it was like, at some point we've got to get Pip in. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to mention to you, you know, did you want to come in and do a, a pre-fight show or a post-fight show? You said that you wanted to try something different. So tell us what you want to talk about today. Um, well, uh, well, we talked about a few different things of doing, as you guys did the other week, Top three fights of all time, which again, Blake, I'm so sorry you had to go through that. It that was, was a just, weird, there were some weird ones, right? Ronda <laughs> Holly is just a, a bizarre choice for top fight, shock of all time, sure. Fight of. Bizarre. Why has everyone got problems what with this? Strange because man. objectively, not even the best. I said this on the show, objectively, the best female fight is Zhang Yoana uh, 1. Mm. Yeah. So to pick Holly and Ronda over that, on top of over like so many other mm. um, fights, uh, yeah, it, it was a weird one. But. It was strange. But yeah, yeah, I, I thought about that. And again, we'd, we'd looked at some pre shows, but it didn't happen. And you'd mentioned picking my favourite fighter of all time. So I thought. Well, let's do that. Now that he's retired as well, mm. it's Robbie Lawler, the ruthless one. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. What a man. And so we have no idea how this episode's going to go. We've yeah. not kind of said to you, how do you want to play this? So mm-hmm. are you literally just going to talk about what you love about him, where you well, kind of discovered him? And I brought some props along because I, I did want to get the history of it in there because the start of my history with, with Robbie Lawler was so... I used to work in HMV for years, and when HMV started doing the UFC, 
I was a wrestling fan and they, they started doing UFC DVDs. And I looked at that front cover and I was like, what the hell is this sport? So that's I bought this, is the first one that I bought. A for UFC anyone that's 40. not watching, it's UFC Vendetta. Who's on the front cover? Tito and Ken Sh- Sh- Shamrock, just looking like v- v- villains from Kickboxer or some other Van Damme <laughs> they film. Do. They really proper, do. <laughs> proper Van Damme style um, of villains. So I got this, and the first fight on this is Robbie Lawler against Tiki. So my first ever MMA fight I saw, properly, other than clips of the old stuff, mm. was Lawler v Tiki. And it was amazing. You see this, this young lad and in Robbie Lawler who's young, he's got hair at that point, he looks like a bit of a, a savage. I and would t- put a picture of Robbie Lawler with hair up uh, on the screen. However, you try and find pictures on the internet of Robbie that you can blow up nice and big with hair. Yeah. There yeah. isn't any. It was, again, I'm sure the DVD on a good TV is probably pixelated as anything because <laughs> yeah. it was pre all of that. It was 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 20, or 2002. Um, and Tiki had, like, bits b- b- bleached or shaved in his beard, so he had a shaved head and looked... Again, they both looked like kind of c- c- characters from films. Then Robbie came out and just was throwing, like, Mike Tyson. And... I realised that I think the thing that got me into MMA really was a missed punch. Because Robbie knocks Takey down, then on the mat he lands one punch that opens this hole in his head, and then the next punch he throws that hits the mat... I'm pretty sure would have ended the sport if it had landed because it would have killed Tiki. <laughs> you can easily. hear it. The you can hear the thud of it on the mat. Like, <gasps> like you've got one that cuts him open and it's brutal and it's astounding. The kind of thing that gets you into MMA first because you do, you do normally come first for the violence and this and that. Mm. Then you grow to just love the technical side of yeah. it and the and the sportsmanship and all of this, all the beautiful things. But the first thing that draws you in is, oh my god, are these guys just beating the crap out of each other? So yeah, this 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 punch that cut this just this hole in tiki's head um and that was kind of the start of it of of the love affair with robbie lawler specifically and mma it was that kind of thing that that got me into it i I just have to point something out that was you talking about the fight with tiki ghost and robbie lawler was only six and oh at that point it shows how early he started Mm. his ufc career he made his ufc debut at uh, UFC High Impact when he was only 4-0. and But I have to just point out that before the Tiki Gosen fight, he fought a guy called Steve Berger, and the uh, title of the UFC event was UFC 37.5, as real as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish they still done names like that. That's so oh. good. Imagine, so imagine what the names would be at two, 297. Oh. They're still having to come up with things. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, this one, UFC 40, was Vendetta. So, uh, in fact, the uh, the next DVD that he was on is It's On. So close to being its time. (laughs) UFC 47, It's On. And again, yeah, he he kind of, he popped up on a load of these. So I I kept kind of watching Robbie at that point. Yeah. Including, I think it's that one. Is it at forty? Seventy fought Nick Diaz. Yes, yeah. yeah. I've literally got the record. And in that front was of me amazing now. because yeah. I was like, this skinny, mouthy nerd is about to get destroyed by my hero. And then, then Diaz was amazing and beat him because again, the start of that is the first time we've seen Diaz kind of t- t- talking crap, mouthing off, yeah, p- 
composing all sorts of stuff. And at this yeah. point, like Robbie Lawler is my absolute. He's like he's this guy's the most. Yeah. He's going to be the champ. He's so young, but he's destroying people. And I guess yeah, he got Nick, his revenge, but not in the the most exciting of fashion. Really, no, was I think that no. one come a little bit too late for for Nick Diaz. Um, so was that something like that? Your your love of MMA really grew out of. The, the, I mean, you've got a stack of DVDs in in, in, yeah. in front of us here. Well, there's uh, all the ones I don't have here are the ones I couldn't afford, so I just took the DVD home when the store closed, w- 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 watched it, then popped it back in the box the next day. <laughs> so, so it didn't have so, the plastic yeah, covering on it. <laughs> I just got to pop that in my pocket. <laughs> pop that in the next day. There you go. I've, I've, I've watched that because, you know, retail doesn't pay great. So, no. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Still that was exactly perks. it. That's where it all started. It was me and a, f- a few mates would go... Like, it was it was my first mates to move out of home who had their own own place. Mm. We'd go around there with the the, the, the newest UFC DVD. It's weird, it isn't on it? And watch it and love it. Because it feels, at that point, I was also going into HMV and buying mm. uh, UFC DVDs. Yeah. And it still felt a little bit like you buying a pirate like a pirate video. It was like, yeah. this is really or, crazy. I can't believe what I'm watching on here. Along the same shelf as these was like the five porn DVDs that you could buy in HMV. <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally, it goes porn, then UFC, then WWE. That's yeah. The- but that was like the levels of what the this was. kind of progression <laughs> yeah. or, or degradation. Each of them comes in a like a brown paper bag rather yeah, yeah. than a rather yeah. than a, a clear plastic bag. Yeah. The embarrassment of them. How many of those did you take home with you? <laughs> Again, <laughs> the shop shut. Popped them back when it opened. No, no further questions, Your Honour. No. Did, uh, did Bobby Lawler ever do a um, an old DVD? Fire? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not of. Not that I know. He didn't, of. No, did he? I don't think so. Because I think one of the things that we should talk about is he's kind of Robbie Lawler, sort of celebrity. Robbie Lawler as mm. a person, not as a fighter, because he's a man of quite few words, right? Yeah. Again, it's one of the things that's that's I, l- I love about him is there's been a lot of favourite MMA fighters over the years who've ruined it for me by then speaking their minds. Again, as social media came about and podcasts came mm. about, you'll then have. Cerrone dropping F-bombs and things like that that people who I'm really excited about and into that then I'm like, oh, I can't enjoy you in the same way. And his his, his kind of mentor, Matt Hughes, was another one who kind of came out as quite a kind of gun-toting America's American kind of thing. But Robbie's always kept himself to himself and just let his, his fighting do the talking. Mm. And, yeah... That's a beautiful thing. It's it's he's probably got some horrible views, but he has the the good manners to keep them away from my ears, so I can still enjoy him. And I think that's testament to how exciting a fighter he is. Yeah, that he, he doesn't need to. His fight style markets the fights. He yeah. doesn't have to be like Connor. You know, he doesn't he's have never to been kind the trash of talker. No, yeah. you never really. I mean, don't get me wrong. The stare downs. He he. You know, he, he always seemed quite in, involved in that, but it was never. It was never anything other than staring into his yeah, eyes. And it's I'm his not being funny. Aura. Yeah, if yeah. Robbie Lola's staring into your eyes, that's a terrifying enough prospect. He doesn't need to say anything or do anything else. I think, you know, when uh, as this podcast unfolds a bit more and we, we we look at some other images of of him, he's a very terrifying man. Yeah, yeah, but he's just got something 
superstar about him. Yeah. He's got that look and that style in there. And again, like, so just to con- a- a continue on, he lost three fights in a row in the UFC and went over and was one of the first people in, a- in Elite XC. And again, it made me realise that I was a Robbie Lawler fan rather than just a UFC fan because I was, I was buying Elite XC Uprising where he became the middleweight champion against Ninja Hua, Shogun's brother, um, and then through Strike Force as well, fighting people like Jake Shields and he, he, did he lose Bubba to Jake Shields? He, he, he lost to Shields, yeah. but he beat people like Melvin Manhoof and just that some real striking. That Melvin Manhoof yeah. one was phenomenal because Melvin was all over him. Like he yeah. was lining up, kicking the legs, really dominating him. And then out of nowhere, he dropped... Bang. I don't know if it was a right hook or... Yeah. I, I can't remember, but he absolutely slept him. And it looked like he was done with one punch, but he still obviously, in Robbie Lawler fashion, got that follow-up shot in. He got a few more in, yeah, exactly. But it's just even better. There's so many exciting fights and amazing moments. Like you mentioned, he's 6-0 fighting Tiki Gosen, yeah. and he almost punches through yeah. the mat. Yeah. Then you've got that one with Melvin Manhoof where yeah. you're like, this is one-way traffic, and, and then the, boom, out of nowhere. And that was exciting as well, because that was... D- Certainly, period again, kind of pre-social media and YouTube b- b- becoming what they became. You just heard of Melvin Manhoof. You maybe yeah. had seen one or two of his brutal knockouts. You may have heard Rogan started to talk about him or something like that. But you just heard of this brutal killer kickboxer. Mm. And then as it's going along, he's beating up his legs. Yeah. You're like, wow, we've never seen someone just attack the legs in in, in such a manner. A lot when Gaethje came into the UFC and it's the first time you're going, oh my God, he yeah. doesn't have to land a punch. Mm. He can just end this with kicks. Big. That's what Melvin Manhoof was like. And then Robbie just plants him and yeah. It's interesting just looking through his record here. The, uh, in 2005, uh, he's, he comes off of a, a three-fight uh, three win streak in uh, Icon Sport. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what... Uh, I don't remember too much about that organisation. And then re-signs to, uh, to, to, to the UFC. Loses his first two when he comes back. Uh, in, now, that couldn't have been when he comes back. That's got to be first time round when he fought Diaz. Yeah, that's the first time round. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he come back Is in... It? Let's get this right here. What was his first <laughs> fight back? Um, his first fight back was Josh Koscheck, who yeah. everyone hated at the point at the time, and he just smashed him in the head. So that was again a wonderful comeback. Having pre- as I said been the elite XC champ, had an up and up and down career in, in strike force, had wins yes. and losses. He'd beaten some good people. He'd lost to some really good people. Well, yeah, just even at Tim Kennedy, uh, yeah. Jacare Souza, uh, strike yeah. force. Yeah. yeah, just so so Jake Shields as you mentioned, and then wins over Melvin Manhoof and people like that. That means it's it's such a mad career when you look back at it in this way. That like he started in the UFC at just I think four and zero, oh, mm. which is. You, you, I know kid, with the contenders, as a kid, as a young lad, as a young, as well. it was like nineteen or twenty yeah. or something. Like that. And I know we're seeing a lot more of those kind of records now mm. with um, contender series and stuff. Maybe a five and zero, a six and zero mm-hmm. person can. 
you, I don't feel like you had this as much back then. No. And, and, they, and they were thrust into the deep end, into the really high-caliber uh, high competition really, really early. And then clearly it was maybe a little bit too much too soon. Although maybe you could say that it was harsh that he was cut. Well, back then it was really... he only got two losses. Yeah. And Nick Diaz and Evan Tanner, who we all know of, and, you know, good fighters... And then yeah. that's it. After that, he's in Super Brawl and uh, an Icon, as you mentioned, in different organisations. Stu like looks like such a confused dad over there. He's got his AA root finder out. <laughs> he's, 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 he's finding the way. He's, he's stapled it all back to front. Oh, do you know what? I actually have. Um, oh wow! <laughs> wow. No, just what a looking, rookie error. Looking at the Terry went on um, after Koscheck, uh, mm. and obviously quite early on um, fought Rory. In the first fight. Oh, that's what that's one of the main fights I wanted to talk about because I think it gets really overlooked, the first one, yeah. Because I think I remember being hugely excited about it because there's a huge Robbie fan and followed him through Strike Force and that. He came back, beat Koscheck, he beat s- someone else and then was was fighting Rory in a, t- a, a title contender fight. Eliminator, yeah. Eliminator. And he was completely r- 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 written off because Rory was... The new GSP had come and like we were talking about Robbie coming in early. At that point, it was so based on the gyms you were at. So Robbie was mm-hmm. a Militic, yeah, um, fought under Pat Militic, where uh, Matt Hughes was from, and all these others. So that would get you in. And Rory Similar was under GSP under Faras Jackson, all this kind of thing. Um, and he was being. I mean, we spoke about him on a few shows back. He was being tatted as the first. Complete. MMA fighter, yeah. the complete yes. MMA fighter that's not moved from a certain discipline. He's yeah. come round as as a completely rounded. And I liked him. I liked him. I loved him. I've since had Rory on the on on my podcast. Yeah. He was just such an amazing yeah. dude to talk to because he's so not an MMA fighter. Yeah. He's such just a thoughtful, yeah. intelligent lad. But I loved Robbie at this point, and as I said he was so written off, even on commentary, that it was kind of as if this is how Rory is getting his title shot. And then Robbie just persisted and persisted and kept coming at him and kept coming forward and kept landing and hurting. It was the first time you'd seen Rory look a bit shook and a bit panicked. And again, I think it really set up for for their rematch where both of them, you couldn't deny that they were warriors. Because this was the first time that Rory felt like he'd got overwhelmed a bit. You know, his mind had got to him a yeah. bit because he'd taken some, some, some strikes and punches and Robbie just kept throwing and kept coming at him. And it wasn't a technical masterpiece, but he had such heart and it got him the title shot. And that was, yeah. And, but that seems to Particularly be... Particularly at that point, like having been cut and then not had a flawless career outside, had win-loss, win-loss. Yeah. You kind of thought he's never going to get to that point in the UFC. And Blake, who, who did he fight in that... Um... That, that title fight. Who was it? Well, clearly, Jimmy Hendrix. Have you got a picture of Jimmy Hendrix? I nearly got a picture of Jimmy Hendrix in there, mate. Johnny Hendrix. But the thing about Robbie is he seems to really thrive in the chaos of a fight. It seems to be like... I wouldn't be surprised if he finds life mundane mm-hmm. unless he's fighting another human being. Because the smart in the Johnny Hendricks fight, and then I think in others as well, you see him lose a round and get kind of you know well beaten within mm-hmm. that round, and he's smiling. Yeah. He goes back to his corner just smiling like, ah. Oh, I love this. Certainly, I just love it. Certainly and it's late scary. in his career. Certainly late in his career, he needed 
to get into a fight to get into a fight, if you know what I mean. He would yeah. always kind of start slow. And it was when someone had land on him that you'd go, oh, Robbie's here. You yeah. know, he'd, he'd turn up at that point. And, yeah, that was exactly it. We've, I mean, he lost his first fight with Hendricks. So yeah. He fought Hendricks and lost. Close And then fight, had to get though. back to the belt. It was yeah. a tight it, fight. It was basically... Um, like two and two going into the fifth yeah. round and then yeah. Hendricks got that takedown and was able yeah. to kind of secure yeah. it and and again and that was old rules where exactly, if you did yeah. get a takedown that was kind of enough so yeah. under the current r- rules Robbie probably or yeah might have won that but maybe and, and, and following on from that Hendricks fight what what a run he went on I mean wins over Jake Ellenberger Matt Brand Jimi Hendrix uh, <laughs> and uh, people which forget how Big, how hyped Jake, Jake Ellenberger was, was. Yeah. for a brief yeah. time. Jake Ellenberger was the new truth. He was had amazing wrestling. Was yeah. this chunky dude and could yeah. just had heavy hands. So beating Absolutely. Ellenberger and yeah, and, then and Matt Brown was Matt Brown. He's still yeah. he's a icon, phenomenal yeah. fighter. And and as you say, the Johnny Hendricks one, as we do, child. He uh, <laughs> he um, that was for the belt again. That was a, yeah. that was a rematch because it was that was for the belt and. Uh, and that is another one that was like it's overshadowed by the McDonald two fight, mm-hmm. by the Condit mm-hmm. fight, but it's still a really good fight. Like, and again, it's it's one of those things. Where- cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Some people's resumes get, get better over time. Like yeah. Connor beating Max Holloway looks, yeah. in that early fight, looks so much better at the time. It was like, well, we don't know who Max is really, so yeah. mm. it doesn't matter. Robbie's get it gets worse because no one remembers Jake Ellenberger. Hendrix didn't do much after that. But at the time, Hendrix... Had it all. It's he had terrifying. amazing wrestling and could. That left I remember hand. His, his, who was it he fought? Was it, um, it wasn't Condit, it was someone. What, where he knocked him across Campman. He'd done that twice. He knocked two people across. And he literally the... slides across the map like a cartoon. <laughs> like he lands a punch <laughs> on him and the dude hits the floor and keeps going. Yeah. So he was like, he was. Yeah, dynamite astounding. man. Hendrix, to a lot of people as well, was on the. Uh, rough end of a, a bad decision from judges against GSP yeah, yeah, like yeah, he yeah, could have yeah, been yeah. the guy I know obviously there's the Matt Serra thing yeah. but that was almost like yeah. history righted that wrong when the rematch but a lot of people thought Johnny Hendricks beat mm. GSP I was and, one of them yeah, yeah. And, so, and, and Johnny Hendricks you watch those fights he's so it makes you have more appreciation I think watching these fights for Johnny Hendricks yeah. and how yeah. good he was at the time as but well but then it was after this he just it was such a slippery off. slope wasn't yeah. it it just it seemed to just 
go bad after that. And he, it, like I say, there was that sweet spot around 2014-15 where he was the man. Mm. Well, they brought in, not long after that, the whole mm. IV thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I suppose there's potential there that maybe without the yeah. IVs he yeah. wasn't good at making the weight because then he did obviously blow up a bit and try middleweight against Paolo Costa and that ended very, very yeah. badly for, uh, for yeah. old Jimi Hendrix. But I wonder uh, if, 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 if Robbie is the bad luck charm because the person he lost the belt to was Woodley who's the mm. other example of just such a yeah. drop-off. Hendrix yeah. and Woodley, I'd say, are the two prime examples of you were the best of the best and then you could basically get beaten by yeah. anyone. Anyone Jake who Paul. went in there, Jake Paul could beat you. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> I suppose the Woodley one did happen that that bit further on. But, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's it's true, and it's weird how sometimes that happens. You get fighters that you go, they're amazing, they're unbeatable, or they're just on this absolute tear, and then all of a sudden, it's like they drop off a cliff so quickly, you're just not expecting it. Yeah, or, or Ronda's a prime example of that, having yeah. uh, losing in one of the best fights of all time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then just dropping off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, what's interesting, just looking again at mm. one of the other fights which I chose in my top three fights mm-hmm. of all time, uh, go and listen to what uh, the other one is. That's probably going to cause uh, divide opinion as well. Um, the next fight was one of the greatest fights ever, which is, in my opinion, uh, perfect in every way. Robbie Lola versus Rory McDonald, obviously the rematch. Um, it's interesting to know that... That was actually on the undercard. When you think that fight, you think that's mm. got to have topped the card, but that was on the Mendez McGregor card, yes. I believe. Yeah, right? yeah. It um, was the co main. Yeah. 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 And I mean, and I, again, it was another one of huge excitement on my part because as a Robbie fan, it was like, he's not headlining, but then they, they clearly stole the show. It was like, yeah. that was what everyone was talking about. I mean, I made night. my thoughts on that, that, that fight very clear uh, in uh, last week's episode. Talk us through your opinion on that fight. I mean, it just, it was iconic for both of them. I thought both of them were just yeah. astounding in it. And again, it's kind of almost weird that it ended with just McDonald crumbling, essentially. Mm. But that's also kind of perfect. It was two yeah. guys going as far as they can. <clears throat> I'm not going to be knocked out. It, you have to break me. Um, but yeah, it was astounding. It, it felt like... That fight wouldn't, as I was saying before, that fight wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the first one, if you know what I mean. It felt like Rory had to have that loss, feel that fear to become the monster that you see there. He started shaving a mohawk in and, yeah, it was just a next level. It's rare that both fighters in a fight have iconic looks. Rory with just, as you were saying before, the mask of blood. Mm. Yeah. and Robbie with just... An extra I remember math. watching that live and him going to the camera briefly and going like, what was that? What? Because they cut away quite like, what is his... What's going on? Because literally his lips hanging apart. It's yeah. split into... Oh, it's hanging off of his face. You're like, hang on, was... Oh, my... Yeah. There, look at that. <laughs> just, oh, my God. <laughs> look at it. If you're listening, I'm sure you've seen the picture you've anyway, it, but, uh, surely, but it's, it's worth jumping on uh, the YouTube channel just, just to give that a watch. There's just so much... In, like, There's some people out there that believe the Condit fight is actually better than the McDonald fight, and mm-hmm. I disagree with that. Yeah, I disagree, as much as it's, it's good. Like, they're both great fights. Yeah. 
but the imagery and almost like the storyline of the fight, the ebbs and flows, and mm. the uh, just the, the imagery of like the end of round four that we spoke about of them staring at each other and the blood everywhere. Just watching the fight, and That's when so I think from early as like end of round two, Rory's nose is just covering the canvas in blood consistently. And then you've got the lip and there's just so many moments. And then I think the finish as well, just the fact that it wasn't like a big knockout blow. You said it was just, I can't take this anymore. It was the crumbling and holding. Me and Stu were at the the Bellator event when, when MVP landed that knee. And it was the weirdness of not someone going out cold, someone going to the mat. Pain. Just holding their head. These 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 fighters that, and again, in both of these instances, it's fighters you've seen do this at the highest level. So you know it's not just a bloke who's been hit and is crying. It's like yeah. to get them to turn into that broken child kind of curling in a ball is. I'm sure the extra Rory's nose probably would have looked much the same as the extra cyborg's forehead, yeah. just absolutely oh. smashed to pieces. Yeah, I mean the picture we got here, he's he's, he's them in the, the hospital. This is the first time I saw this as well because mm. I kind of I, I got into the UFC a bit later than you guys, and I had never seen a I think a fight like that, like mm-hmm. watching it mm-hmm. live. And B, the aftermath of the sportsmanship of these two guys in the hospital yeah. together having a fight. Was this the first you, one or, or was you, it, is it just the, this the first one I saw? You go back a few years and you're getting broken footage of Nick Diaz and Joe Riggs fighting in the yes. hospital afterwards because <laughs> yeah. they were in, they were in yes. the same ward and they're kicking <laughs> off again. So it's the exact opposite of, 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 of what this. But they yeah. consistently delivered a Diaz. Yeah. Like, Diaz <laughs> is just so, so, but, so but was the, did, did this start that trend off? So obviously we've seen Holloway do it with Rodriguez. Yeah. I feel like a GSP or someone might have had a similar of thing course, maybe. But yeah. then again, GSP didn't get beaten up much. So GSP... No probably wasn't going to hospital that often. So, yeah, this could be the first one that 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 went there. But, yeah. yeah. And then after the, 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 the Conley fight, obviously he, he fights Tyron Woodley. Yeah. And... Uh, that ended quickly. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure uh, fans of Robbie don't want to talk about that one. But then he comes back and he beats Cowboy, uh, loses to RDA. Um, yeah. And, and then there's the weird Ben Askren Oh, that's one of the ones I wanted to talk about because it made me love... Lawler all the more because again as a Lawler fan I'm fuming because this was again meant to be a title eliminator this was this was potentially to or at least Askren was coming in undefeated so the winner would would possibly be in in mm-hmm. in the talks again and Lawler smashes him like smashes him people are saying you should stop the like Herb Dean's stop the yeah. fight stop the fight because he's beating him so badly um but Askren survives and then gets him in this choke and Herb stops it. Herb decides that Robbie's out and he's not. And as a fan, I'm fuming. I'm like, absolute idiot. This is wrong. This should be restarted. And you see the footage and Rob, Herb comes over and Robbie goes, I was fine. And Herb goes, I thought you were out. And Robbie goes, you know, mistakes happen, it's all good, and gives him a hug. So in that moment, as a fan, I couldn't get to that point. As a fan, I was like, this is imagine imperial, with that adrenaline going through you, yeah. you know, and, and so have, much of risk. And have almost finished him as well, yeah. to be the first person to finish this undefeated, like, Mansfordale, you'd argue a lot of his fame is that he was the one that, 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 that beat Askren. That in the style Askren, that the undefeated. Did it as yeah. well, yeah, but yeah. And, and it, it, 
This was Askren's debut, right? I yeah. think. So and it was so, so short lived. It would have been a big, big deal. Name, wasn't it would have been a big deal if Robbie had just, mm. if it had been stopped when he was beating him, because it would have mm. been just effortless. Yeah. Dana yeah. would have loved it because it would have been the UFC game. The UFC has always yeah, been yeah. above all these other divisions. Um, but yeah, the the fact that he'd just had all his hard work taken away from him, he wasn't out. It's the first time I'd seen that really, where a submission mm. had been a fight had been stopped when there wasn't a tap and no one was unconscious. So it was clearly a mistake. Um, and I said, the fact that he was instantly, it's cool, man, you know, it's a mistake. It's not your fault. And then, it, and then he turns away and he's going, fuck still, because he's annoyed, but he's not annoyed at the person yeah, who's yeah, done yeah. this. What a lovely man. Astounded. Yeah, it's just amazing, right? Again, so, and again, you wouldn't get that from any of his fights. You watch his actual yeah. fights, you'd think this man is probably the most horrible man in the world because he's so he throws with yeah. such passion and mm. anger and nah the it's a weird dude. how many dominoes you just make me think of how many dominoes kind of like have to fall to create like a star because as you say if if, if Herb Dean stops the fight when Robbie's winning we don't get the Jorge Masvidal that we have mm-hmm. now because as you mm-hmm. said it was the Masvidal win over Askren that made Masvidal the star that he is obviously yeah. because of the, the fact that he people did it in forget, five seconds with a flying knee people forget that Masvidal wasn't but, a knockout guy he was a good oh, technical yeah. Boxer, but yeah. he'd win a lot of decisions. He went from st- st- street fighter to getting really good footwork and a really good technical striking game. And then after that, he's this knockout artist. Well, the whole thing with Masvidal was that he didn't he go on like some kind of reality show in yeah. the jungle somewhere yeah, 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 and he yeah, yeah, just yeah. had moments to himself where he was like, I have to start finishing these fights because he was came off the he had a, a run of a few like what he thought thought were dodgy decisions or bad decisions yeah. or whatever it was. And he was like, I need to take it out of the hands of the judges. I need to finish mm. fights. Insert Darren Till, boom, yeah. Ben Askren, boom. And yeah. then he gets title shots and all that. And yeah. we get the star that is Jorge yeah. Masvidal. But if Robbie Lawler gets that finish over Askren, which he maybe deserved, yeah. we don't get that. 100%. Masvidal. It's a crazy and thing. And again, it's such a mad one that that fight had a double thing. I said, he deserved the stoppage. And he didn't deserve to be st- stopped. It's like two there. If, if, yeah. he'd, if he'd not got that stoppage and then got choked out, it'd be annoying because as fans of Lawler, you'd be like, oh, it shouldn't have gone past the first round yeah. now. It should have been stopped. <clears throat> but then it said to have both of those things in there and him still be, ah, it's cool, Herb. Yeah. The gold standard, you're good. <laughs> and, you, you've got pictures of Nick Diaz up here. Did you want to talk about the Nick Diaz? Because well, uh, uh, you guess- hate it a lot, a lot more than I do. I think both of you probably do. I don't know. I, I remember w- 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 watching it and not being as down on it. Oh, I, I remember you going, like, ringing you up and just going, oh, what a load of shit. And you was like, no, I don't think so. Well, my reason was, I, again, I think it was a weird thing. Let's with, just quickly say that there was obviously two losses to Covington and Magny before we mm-hmm. get to this fight at middleweight as yeah. well. And fair play to Magny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's a weird thing with the Diaz's because when... Nate came through, everyone kind of remembered Nate for what Nick had done, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. You'd have a Nate fight and you'd be like, oh, it's a Diaz. And he wasn't at that level yet. Then when Nick retired and Nate got better and better mm-hmm. and better, I think people remember Nate more or Nick more as Nate, if you know what I mean. Because Nick was always in interviews looking really like he didn't want to be there. It, I mean, he famously... If he, he was there. He didn't turn up to the yeah. GSP one and it was right. the first time that there was talk of a fight being pulled because you didn't do your your media commitments things like that so mm. he never seemed interested and he always would take a little bit of time to get going and would just look again even in the cage look like he doesn't want to be there um 
And I think that's kind of, again, don't get me wrong, it's not a classic. It's, it's not in my, in my top three <laughs> fights of all time. Um, but the first minute or two, I was like, oh, this is grim. Or maybe even the first round. But I think it was in the, the, the second round, he started to get those hands going mm. in the way that only Nick does, where it is just flowing at different angles. Mm. And from then on, I was like, right, this is... It's two, it's two older guys, but yeah, it wasn't as depressing to me as it was to a lot of other people. But, but because I said, just seeing him get those hands going one more time was a joy. But have you got anything you want to say about this fight? No, I, I, the thing that I really remember is I don't think it bothered me as much as it bothered you, mm. but I do remember the whole, he did an interview with someone for maybe ESPN or something like that. And the talk that he was giving was... To massively paraphrase, it kind of felt like, I don't want to fight, I've got no money. Mm. That mm. was the kind of vibe I was getting. And that always makes you feel a little bit sad yeah. for fighters of the calibre of Nick with the history of Nick and all that kind of stuff. And then to go, are you just putting yourself in loads of danger here against yeah. a guy that just epitomises brute force danger. and yeah. danger? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Abs- Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. So, Robert, tell the people... What's a pretendian? It's just what it sounds like, Angel. A pretend Indian. Someone who fakes being one of us? Someone who impersonates a native. We're talking about real scammers and con artists. There are pretendians teaching at universities, pretendians running governments, pretendians in Hollywood. On our new podcast, Pretendians, we'll tell you the incredible story of these jaw-dropping frauds. Who are they? Why do they do it? And how the heck do they keep getting away with it? Listen to Pretendians on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so that was, um, that was something, uh, an issue I had with it a little bit. But, yeah. I've, I've just looked over your shoulder, and, uh, and, and, and your stats here also highlights what was cancelled before this fight. Mm. Uh, a proposed uh, fight with Mike Perry. Ooh, that would have oh, been wow. great fun. That would have been all right, wouldn't that it? Would have Imagine been great that. Fun. I kind of pray that doesn't happen still with Bare Knuckle because I <laughs> no know what we're no. going and doing that. In, in, a, in a strange, strange world, Mike Perry happens to be the best in the world at something. At something. <laughs> but, I mean, at that point, Perry's <laughs> career was up and down in the UFC. And, but. He comes to bang. And, I mean, that uh, would have been a fun one. Definitely, that would have been a f- definitely. Um, a fun I, one, you're right. I think we should move on to something that Robbie Lawler did that is incredibly rare in MMA, and that is retire in such a positive, wonderful way. Fought Nico Price at UFC 290, won by knockout in the first round, yeah. and you're like, you don't see this much in MMA. There's, there's maybe GSP, Khabib... 
Yeah, yeah. And, but a guy I like mean, Robbie, who's had such an up and down career, wasn't a champion, wasn't at the top yeah. of his peak of his powers, to get the send off that he yeah. got was really remarkable. I mean, to evoke friend of the podcast, Sean Sheehan, I look forward to his next fight. But, but <laughs> it, 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 it was exactly that. It was perfect to get that. And then to get the, again, I was in tears, to get the, the highlight video in the octagon as he's there, yes. was that, that never happens. He fought someone who's good. I like Nico Price is a dangerous guy. Mm-hmm. That wasn't just fed some um, nobody to, to, to get the win. But then, yeah, got the win, got the knockout, gave a beautiful interview. Again, I was waiting there. I was like, he's going to say the election was stolen or something else or something yeah, r- yeah. rubbish through it. He didn't say anything bad still. And then, yeah, him... I played that to numerous people who aren't into MMA and said, try not to cry. Because yeah. him him there, himself tearing up as they show this beautiful highlight video, as they're just standing there holding a mic to catch all of his tears. And, yeah. Because you don't amazing. ever see that vulnerable side of, of Robbie, do you? You don't, you know, no. and it was so rare and beautiful to see it. But also, shout out Nico Price. What a shit job. You've yeah. got Robbie Lawler's retirement fight. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah. It's the lose, whole world loves Robbie Lawler. Literally lose, lose, isn't and it? Like, if you beat Robbie Lawler, you're getting booed out of that octagon. Yeah. What a shit job Nico Price had. It was just so unique. I mean, only recently before that, we had uh, Frankie Edgar getting smashed to bits by yeah. Chris Gutierrez, and it was just like, you don't... And we've seen it with numerous people. So many you, people. You, you look at Anderson, you look at so Shogun. many different... Mm. Shogun, yeah. I mean, speak like that guy who beat Shogun, mm. and now everyone hates him. I can't even yeah. remember his name. He but, did a little dance. Because like, he did a little yeah, dance to celebrate. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah. that guy's career's over. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was the epitome of the lose-lose thing that yeah. Nico Price was in there. That yeah. it's like, yeah. right... No one wants to watch him again. Well, let's just hope in, in UFC 400 we, we don't see this happen to Jim Miller. Because yeah. uh, that would be, that'd be bleak. 400. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, he could still be going, couldn't he? I've got... Uh, we've gone through his, his career. I've got a couple mm. of questions I think I'd want definitive answers on mm-hmm. from you. Is What is Robbie Lawler's best fight? Is it the second McDonald fight? Is it Condit? Is it something different? What's the best Robbie Lawler fight? For anyone out there that's maybe mm. like a, a guy that's maybe coming during the pandemic era and is like, I didn't see the best of Robbie. Show me what fight to go to. I'm biased here, but I my instinct as soon as you said that was that first fight against Atiki because you get all of oh. what Robbie is. <laughs> the energy, yeah. like the the first punch again in in that one is there's another, there's numerous punches he throws and misses and you're like he's throwing like Mike Tyson here. Yeah, who is this? That absolute energy and just the when he does land it and win and then he's roaring and screaming it's like that sums up Robbie Lawler so yeah. well um, obviously the wars against Condit and, yeah. and, and, and Rory a classic but I'd lean towards that as just a yeah as someone who's, who's not watching it because it's going to draw you in it's only two mm. rounds I think it was I think it was a, it was a second round finish it's going to draw you in because you're instantly like my god this guy's yeah, a savage. But There's yeah. a great bit at the end of that fight as well. I don't know because I because I, I knew we were doing this. I watched a few extra Robbie Lawler fights that I hadn't seen before, and Tiki was one of them. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of the fight, uh, they interview both guys, which I'm always like, when a guy's been knocked out like that, don't yeah. know. But Tiki was like, "Well, yeah, it got stopped just because of a cut." It's like, no, mate, you were, <laughs> you got smashed. Yeah. Yeah. You out. He was like, "Yeah, no, I just got stopped because of the cut." And you can see Robbie there, sort of like looking at him like. 
What the yeah. fuck are you talking We've about? Got multiple angles on your eyeball, my yeah. friend. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is not, this this is really not just because of, of a cut. You were done. If you had to throw out your favourite Lawler fight, is it McDonald? Two. Yeah. 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 I think I'd have to go down that road. But if anyone is listening and they haven't seen it, the Carlos Condit fight is also brilliant. It's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because I'd pick the Tiki fight as my, as my Robbie Lawler fight. But if I was picking my top three fights, Lola McDonald would probably be in there and Lola Tiki wouldn't. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's this weird thing of actual, actual all-time yeah. fights. Yeah, that, that's there. But to, to sum up Robbie... Was there ever a fight that should have happened that never happened for Robbie? Um... I don't really know. I mean, he, he never fought G- GSP. GSP, right? So mm. that would have been a nice one. I wonder one. why that never happened. He was... He, he was, never... I suppose he wasn't in UFC when, when GSP, GSP was, was at his prime, it, yeah. I guess. So he was middleweight champion elite XC when Anderson would have been mm. champ in a middleweight champion UFC. So that would have been interesting. But you do feel at that point Anderson would have just gently yeah. moved out the way of every punch and... Patted him on the head and knocked him out yeah, in some yeah, way, yeah. in some Absolutely. elaborate mm. manner. Absolutely. What about? I mean, I, again, I was just thinking this more from a modern standpoint. Would it have been fun to get Masvidal Lawler even later on? Because they were both not too dissimilar yeah. ages, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I would, would have been, been interested in that. Again, you do. You then have your kind of. That was really the year of, of you don't fight people in your own camp because mm. Matt Hughes Lawler would have been at that point. They were both absolute beasts. Mm both redneck monsters kind of thing. That would have been a lot of fun. But, yeah, I think the fights that are his iconic ones aren't necessarily ones that beforehand anyone was like, oh, this is the big... Like, mm. him him, him v McDonald, particularly the first, and even the second, I don't think anyone was like, oh, oh this is the classic rivalry. They they made it that. Yeah. Mm. Um, and Condit as well. They made it that and, yeah, and just, just sort of to, better for it. That that run as well, I think it's a 13-month period between the second Johnny Hendricks fight, which was a classic where he won the belt, then the Rory fight, and then the Condit fight. And it's like all three of them are like fight of the year, winner if not contenders. Yeah. And this in a 13-month period. It's absolutely mental. And again, it's bearing in mind as well that it's in his second stint in the UFC. That's what makes it all the more, Mm. more... more beautiful. It's not just some up and coming guy. It's some kid who came in as a nobody, slipped up, then went away for years. And again, at that point, you didn't think anyone from Strike Force was going to end up in mm. in the UFC. Your Bellators, all these other things, you didn't expect it to, to to come together at any point. So to get back and to, to do that climb, mm. Olowski was was similar when he was he was getting close to getting a title yeah. shot again. It was like oh my god because he was the first like heavyweight champ I saw and was excited yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, And Verdum as well, who did it? He he mm. was the champ and then went away and, and came back and became champ again. But yeah, those things are weirdly you can get more invested and it's more of a beautiful story because it's not just, yeah. oh, this guy's just blessed. Yeah. This guy's just unbeatable, a Khabib. It's like, well, it's because he's he's Khabib. Yeah. yeah. It's as simple as that. With Rob, it was like, no, he's gone up, he's gone down, he's, yeah. And then to, to get there and get the belt. And as I said, with three classic fights 
mm. in a row. I should yeah. have come on and done my top th- th- three fights and picked them three. Yeah. Oh, and it would have just been fine. a Robbie Lawler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would have just been a Robbie Lawler episode. Is the three. Uh, and I mean, let, let's before we wrap things up. Like, what, what's I mean, if people want to listen to uh, your episode with Rory McDonald mm. uh, on the Distraction Pieces podcast, that's a absolutely fine listen. I couldn't believe it because that was a long, long time ago now, wasn't it? When yeah, you when, it when you when, had Rory it on, it was when he was in in Bellator. Mm. It, he'd, he'd walked out of the UFC and mm. there was a lot of kind of... He was one of the first big names to walk mm. away from his, his UFC re-signing um, and went to Bellator. See, so, so yeah, I had Rory on. I've had Dan Hardy on a few times, Mark Goddard, because you met, to, I mean, to talk to uh, the, the listeners of Blake a little bit about how you met Mark Goddard because it was quite an interesting story there, right? Yeah, or, or, or Mark and the Dan, really. So I met Dan um, on going on shows with similar studios to this, when the UFC was on, on Satanta and Dan did mm. um, a show on there and when it was on, and then it moved to BT and I went on and did some interviews and stuff like that. So, so me and Dan hit it off there and then, yeah, I met Mark properly. I'd met him at, sh- at events kind of over the railings, but but I went to his um, MMA r- referee and, 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 and judging course Um with John Gooden, actually. Um, we were both there on that day. And it was amazing to get, like, a bigger understanding of the score. And I'd love to do it again, but it feels like the, the system's changing almost constantly. So it's yeah, like, yeah. let's let them get it settled, and then yeah. I'll go and do the course again mm. well, and the, fully understand The it. latest one is the whole grounded opponent rule. Looks yeah. like it might be changing, hopefully, I think, for, for the better. But, uh, yeah, yeah, which would be good. Be uh, but, yeah, I did that course, and it was a one-day... Th- if, thing at that point with a, a lunch break in the middle you had the morning s- a session and the evening s- a session and it was amazing to learn the ins and outs of it because yeah I think it improves your enjoyment of the sport and it means that when because I was guilty of arguing stuff online or arguing decisions or whatever that I don't actually know the rules mm. and again we mentioned I mentioned sh- Sean Sheehan earlier, his, his, his judging video is, is fantastic for, for that as well. I'd be arguing because I've heard Rogan say that mm. this doesn't really count or that doesn't really count. He's like, oh, no, that's not in the rules at all. So, mm. yeah, to get that proper insight into how things are scored because I don't see a lot of point in arguing how you'd like it to be scored or how you think it should be scored. Yeah. It's like in a football match, I think we should have won. We were the, the better team. Oh, yeah, but you lost. Mm. Yeah, but we were the better team. Cool, but you lost. That's the same mm. in this. It's like, yeah. I don't think it should be scored like that. Yeah, but it is. So yeah. that's the, yeah. that's how it's scored. There's no there's no argument in what you prefer to see. Yeah. Right, we can't, yeah, if you if you don't want any wrestling and grappling, go, go and watch k- 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 kickboxing, Stu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 um, um, but yeah, yeah. And I, I, so that was great. I remember, obviously, uh, way back uh, when he was on an absolute tear over in uh, Bellator as well. You had MVP on your podcast, yeah. Um, and I mean, they're they're just the fighters you've had on. I mean, you know, you've had literally everyone and their dad uh, on the podcast, including I've Mr. Harrison here. Yeah, and uh, everyone and my their dad. Mr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Harrison, his dad. <laughs> um, and people can go and check out Distraction Pieces on wherever you or any platform that you can yeah. get podcasts on. And, and that MVP ch- ch- chat was great because he he hadn't had loads of interviews at that point, and it was one of the first times I kind of put to him. Like people say that you know, 
you should get your hands up and stuff, and you should, and you should defend more because you're going to get knocked out. And he had just such a perfect argument for it. It was like, people, like, like you watch the UFC at the weekend, people with their hands up are getting knocked out every week. I've not been knocked out yet, so I'll keep doing it until <laughs> if I get knocked out, maybe I'll start thinking I'll get my hands up. But so yeah. far, it's working good. It's not like having your hands up stops you getting yeah. knocked out. It's like, this is working. So yeah. it was just the perfect argument to go, yeah, yeah, yeah actually. So yeah, excited to see him in the UFC. Fair. I can't wait can't to see wait. what's yeah, going to happen. Great matchmaking. Though, really so good matchmaking. Really good one. Look, I think we should end on one last question. Do it. What have you got? Is Robbie Lawler the most exciting fighter of all time? I think he might be right. He's so up we were there, speaking about dream matches. Lawler in his prime against Gaethje in his prime. Oh my god! Imagine, <laughs> imagine that. Because because the only person that came to mind then was was Gaethje as the yeah. alternative yeah. of most exciting. Because Gaethje is consistently mm. that, that exciting. I but he's younger. Like yeah. Lawler, you, the only argument you'd have against it is things like the Diaz fight that you start to go a bit. And he, again, he did get a bit gun shy. It felt mm-hmm. he, he couldn't pull the, the, the trigger as as frequently. But that's as he's got older, and then he erased all that mm-hmm. with that Nico Price win. So yeah. I'd say he's arguably the most exciting. F- Fighter of all time. You've got arguments either way, haven't you? So Anderson yeah. Silva you throw in, and then you've got his fight against Damian Meyer do- and yeah. things like that, and 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 Talis Laters mm. that were people were booing mm. throughout. Yeah. So it's like well, to, to yeah. make it more, um, I don't know, streamlined conversation. I think you could say, is he the most exciting champion? Yeah, of all time. Because obviously, Gaethje's never been a champion. We've had please great respect forms. the BMF title. <laughs> please, please so, respect the BMF dare title. I? I'm so sorry. I can't wait for him to defend it. Uh, I genuinely can't. Though Holloway, yeah, it's be great. Gonna be amazing. I mean, Holloway's probably up there as a really exciting yeah. uh, champion. Also, the Charles Oliveira run. Yeah, but I just I completely think that, agree. That 13 month period that we just mentioned, yeah. winning the belt off Hendricks and then McDonald and Condit, and it's the gauging excitement, that. isn't it? because again people kind of erase how exciting it was to see how quickly Ronda would win in that in that period where she was just steamrolling people it was genuine as Blake was saying did have a week it was so good for the sport because she Mm. was getting on all these TV shows that you wouldn't I was going to say that Lawler wouldn't get on. You wouldn't want Lawler on there. Mm. (laughs) It'd be be a terrible advert for the sport. He's so quiet and and mild-mannered and whatnot. So yeah but yeah I mean just bang for your buck. The way he throws, the, the excitement when he, he, he misses is still there because he yeah. throws with such furiosity. Ferocity? Um, <laughs> I like furiosity. Yeah, fury, fury and ferocity. <laughs> yeah. Furiosity. Exactly. That could be the name of a new UFC card. <laughs> UFC 300. Furiosity. furiosity. <laughs> oh, no, that's going to be the name of a Tyson Fury event. It'll get cancelled, don't worry. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, well, look, thanks ever so much for coming on. It's Bip, been uh, an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's been absolutely lovely. Um, go follow Distraction Pieces uh, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're watching this, click the little subscribe button underneath. And uh, other than that, we'll be back next time. Back next time. Oh, just quickly, <laughs> shout out to uh, Johnny Fisher, former guest of the show, put in an incredible yes. performance at the weekend. Bah. Made his Vegas, uh, Vegas? His Vegas <laughs> debut uh, and looked absolutely uh, terrifying. He so, showed a uh, lot of curiosity. He was just so much of curiosity. curiosity. Yeah. Vegas. Yeah, it was amazing. Bosh. Right. 
We'll see you next time. Bye. 